Uh, yeah. Is this step you one? You just look a little bit tense in your yeah, chest. Yeah, I'm quite tense. <laughs> So it's all about being relaxed, okay. holding a good posture, but you don't want to be like tense because right. it's about relaxing our muscles into new movements. Hello, and welcome to Keeping Edinburgh episode two. This time we are all about the joy of movement as we explore organisations across the capital that are keeping Edinburgh active. What to do is just to stand, yeah, like that, put the pole in your hand. I'm ready to go. We've got a new recruit, new convert. My name is Gus Harrower. I'm a singer-songwriter and a musician based here in the capital. This series, brought to you by the Edinburgh Health and Social Care Partnership, is a motivational What's On guide. We'll help you to discover a wide range of free-to-access wellbeing activities to help you and others have more good days. Coming up, I venture out to try something new by joining a Nordic walking class in the west of the city. I will say, I've never skied before. Ah, okay. I did tubing at Hill End once, that was the closest <laughs> I ever got. <laughs> we'll also meet amazing organisations and join some very special exercise classes. We're getting active is supporting people to build emotional strength and confidence to help them overcome personal challenges. There's no stigma here, there is no judgement. We don't dip in and dig into people's past, we just say, how are you today? Let's see if we can make you feel better. All our sessions are engineered to make people feel good about themselves. Brilliant man, love this job. Best job in Edinburgh. And last but not least, we'll be getting our groove on with Edinburgh Leisure. We're finding out more about their poptastic dance classes. They're giving a feel-good boost to young adults with learning disabilities, as well as their carers. Doing physical activity can make us feel better. We know that it can prevent a wide range of health conditions, and we know that it's fun. But what it also helps with, we found in danceability, is people's confidence. Lots to fit in. So if you're all set, join us as we get ready to burn some calories. Our first stop is Gail Park in Christorfin. Hiya, Emily. Emily, good to meet you. Sorry, I was just, just been a No, I didn't worry. Alright, good to <laughs> meet you, I'm Gus. How you doing, alright? Emily Ronaldson works for the Edinburgh and Lothian's Green Space Trust. They run dozens of outdoor projects across Edinburgh and the Lothians, from green space improvements to learning in nature to outdoor health and wellbeing activities. Their mission, their passion, is to help all of us reconnect with the outdoors and by doing so, improve our individual and collective well-being. I guess we just really want to get people outside. We want to get people appreciating nature. We want people to improve their health and well-being. It's really about people and it's about beautiful green spaces and whatever we can do to get people involved and get them to share the passion that we have for green spaces, then even more likely that sustainable green spaces can thrive in the future. Today, for the very first time, Emily's got me trying a bit of Nordic walking. Okay, so Nordic walking came about in Finland about 1930 and it was a, a way of winter skiers maintaining their fitness throughout the summer season when there wasn't any snow around in the mountains. I got into it last year myself on a kind of personal level and I was doing it, I thought this would be great for the groups I work with because I work with people who are very isolated. Some people have said that there's a pay barrier for them to join groups and obviously we do everything for free. I get funded by the council, so it's great. So for, I, I've got poles in my car, which I can lend to people, so there's no cost at all to anybody other than just getting to the site. So I don't know if you want to learn if you'd like. That'd be awesome, I'd love to, yeah. I've got spare poles, yeah. I'd so. love to. They look pretty high-tech for a couple of poles. They're unlike any pole I've ever seen. The technique was developed very much a bit like cross-country skiing so you're using the poles not like trekking poles where they're out in front of you but more kind of behind you and using them to propel yourself forward 
never be further forward than about here, okay. you see. I will say, I've never skied before. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, they did tubing at Hill End once. That was the closest <laughs> I ever <would> got. <laughs> it amazes me. I didn't realise and I'm, my naivety. There's techniques to, to walking. Yes. In this country where it's chilly often or windy, we'll have our hands in our pockets, we stoop over and we kind of scuttle about a lot. And it's not a terribly efficient or healthy way to walk. So while we're standing on a nice neutral posture, we kind of want to engage the core just by sort of slightly squeezing it, I guess, and sort of becoming aware of our, our abdomen. And that is how we start. That's our first step, is making step sure we've got the good completed. posture. Push back, fully extending, releasing fully off the, the pole and bringing it back to the beginning again and repeating, yeah? So this bit is where I'm really conscious, Anne, of what I'm doing. Yeah, as soon as you think about yeah. it, <laughs> your That's legs go in a Hold on, I need to start again from the top of it. So let's do what we're doing and just basically walk in. Okay. I'm feeling the back of my arms start to get a bit warm. Yeah. I'm moving a wee bit faster. Oops. If your left leg comes out, your right arm comes out at the same time, so it's nice and equal. So do that, staying alive, so... Uh, staying alive, staying alive. Uh, 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 staying alive. And I kind of hold the pole a little bit, let go of the pole, yeah. place it, push it, and it actually pushes you along so you can get quite a fast pace. The pole's like an extension of yourself, exactly. almost. Exactly. So if you've got not much time, you know, if you're a parent, you're really busy, or, you know, you've got a lot going on in your life, half an hour of Nordic walking will get you twice the amount of energy expended and you'll burn more calories, you'll, you'll kind of really improve your posture, your digestion, your outlook on life, you'll be outside, all kinds of good stuff. And I noticed when I was walking because it's so focused on posture, mm. you see what's happening around you and you yeah. can really take in where you are yeah, and on a day like today. Your, you're not looking at the grass. Exactly. Looking at the lovely view. Keep your phone sky. in your pocket, you know, don't go. That's it. You can't, you can't put your hands in your pocket you, and therefore, you know, you're just walking more efficiently, much healthier. <laughs> I'm so conscious of the way I'm moving, but mostly where I'm looking, I feel like I've picked a spot at the end of the park and I'm walking towards that. I'm just trying to feel as natural as possible with these poles to my side, but then also trying to remember to, you know, push back on them. There's a lot going on. There seems to be a lot involved with this technique, but I can really feel it in my arms and in my upper half of my body. It's great, it feels really good. One convert to Nordic walking is Anne. She's also joined today's session. What made you get into this group? I've just retired. Oh, I yeah? just retired at the end of March and I was kind of looking for something, things to do because yeah. my husband's still working from home. You know, the, the three days that I'm around when he's working, I, I saw it advertised on Facebook and I thought, oh, that would be interesting. I think it's partly the being out in the fresh air for that hour and a half you, you don't I think probably as well because it's very it's quite windy you do feel the benefit of being outside and it's just a positive it's so nice to not think about anything else yeah. <laughs> and you're focusing yeah. on how you walk I mean I know I've got things to do afterwards but <laughs> it doesn't matter at the moment I love seeing people get their confidence back you know from maybe never in fact maybe never having it because quite often people at school maybe I've had a bad experience in sports days or not getting chosen for teams. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of history with people and their sporting activities and a lot of folk have just not done it in adult life. They kind of lose it all into their early 20s and it's nice to bring people back into some kind of activity that's social and free and outdoors, you know. 
I, I, find, I find that a really uh, satisfying part of my job. So, and then people get to meet other people and you know, developing that social side of it. It's great. Love it. There'll be someone listening to this at home thinking, oh, that could be me down at the Gael doing a bit of Nordic walking. What would you say to someone to get them out of bed, maybe off, off the couch, get them encouraged to go outside? It's a daunting thing to take that first step. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's one of the biggest challenges, actually. The people who need it the most are, are the ones who are probably not taking that step out the door. And I would say to them that, you know, if you're coming out to meet somebody like myself or Anne, we're not scary. It's super friendly. It's super relaxing. It's free. It's fun. It's breathing fresh air. There's no pressure. There's no expectation. And there's no judgment. And I think from my point of view, that's such an important sort of landscape to lay for people that just taking that first step, come out, give it a try. And if it's not for you, that's totally fine. There's no, you know, expectation that you're committing your life to us. It's an opportunity to try something new. It's an opportunity to experience a new thing in a, in a place perhaps that you're not that familiar with and meeting some other people who are probably just as nervous as you are and you'll be amongst, you know, good company. Am I right in thinking if someone's coming along to yep. join your Nordic walking group, yep. you've got a bag of poles though if they don't have anything? So, so everything we do is free to try and avoid any barriers. All people have to do is turn up oh, in yeah. some good footwear, that's it. If I was just walking, I'd have music in my ears, be thinking, oh, I've got to do this, I need to send this email, whatnot. But with it, when you're doing the Nordic walking, it just distracts you from all that and it's fab. And it, I can see it being such a social, really fun activity as well with a group of folk. And I'm definitely gonna tell people about it. I know my grandmother's in the area, she'd love to do something like this. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. So yeah, do spread the word. I will. love more and more people to join in Nordic Walkings for everyone. Good. Awesome. Should we try head back over the other yes, way? Yes, let's uh, let's perfect your technique. Okay, guys. yeah, yeah. It is perfected. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's hard to improve on perfected, I agree. But we can just show it off, shall we? If you fancy going Nordic walking with Emily in the Edinburgh and Lothian's Green Space Trust, as you just heard, you don't need anything to take part, apart from a sturdy pair of shoes. It's completely free as well. So check the show notes or the ELGT website for more info. Next, we head to a different kind of class, also offered by Edinburgh and Lothian's Green Space Trust. We're going to start off by just warming our arms up. So we're pushing forward with those palms. Ruth Wyatt leads this weekly Move and Groove outdoor dance group in the south of the city, next to an elderly care home called The Quarries in Hivets. And we're warming up through the shoulders, so you're warming up through these parts here. And you just want to be getting those muscles moving and you're pushing through the back at the same time. Some of those who attend are people who live in the care home. Others are from the wider community. In this particular neighbourhood, we detected there was a high level of need for older adults to get um, more socially active. There was a lot of people who live in this centre here who are very um, socially isolated. And we were keen to bring in other members of the community so that, so that they're integrating with others. I think that's really important. So we look for opportunities to get them integrating with the rest of the community and it's worked really well and I change the routines up just to keep the interest going and yeah. Keep us thinking with the steps, get the steps right. Because our coordination's okay. never very great, is it? But we're getting better, I think. The coordination, she goes the wrong way. <laughs> Morning, I'm Susie. We're just trying to keep the body moving. Use it or lose it, that's what they say. <laughs> 
we've got a nice wee group going and we catch up with each other and we can have a bit of fun and exercise. Just good for all round physical well-being. My name is Maureen. When I first came here I felt included and I found that everybody was talking to me and that makes me want to come back. Hello, my name is Elizabeth. You know, you, when you stop working and you're sitting doing nothing, you need exercise. Definitely, don't you, Elspeth? We're going to start <laughs> off with our grapevine. So we're going to take our grapevine to the side, OK? Then we will go into a leg curl. Like so much we talk about in the Keeping Edinburgh podcast, the need here for social connection became particularly apparent during the pandemic. This whole sort of concept of exercise to music in the street was sort of born during lockdown. Connecting with people through social media and Zoom meetings and things like that and we were realising that the people needed to see us, you know, in some sort of way. So we looked for ways that we could reach people in a sort of safe way and we would come out to streets and do what we called a road show. It's just kept running because people love it so much. They love um, the music because I, I play music that they like and they like to sing along and dance and it gets people moving in a really approachable way. <laughs> oh, we always laugh, yeah. We always have a good time. <laughs> That's the endorphins. <laughs> That's the endorphins, yeah. <laughs> You know, with this group and with all the groups that we do, the thing that we are really proud that we develop is the um, relationships and friendships. So we develop WhatsApp groups and um, messenger groups and things and people chat to each other throughout the week and help each other out with things and give each other advice. This wouldn't happen if they didn't meet in this sort of situation. You know, we give them the opportunity to develop that and then we give them the tools to take that forward. Quite often people need the, you know, they need the weekly input to keep that going. They find it difficult to access these services alone. And for some people that are quite um, housebound or they're feeling particularly isolated, they wouldn't necessarily reach something that's on a mainstream community. As the session comes to an end, one of the attendees, Maureen, asks for more of a chat on her microphone. She wants to share more about the difference the classes and the Move and Groove community have made in her life. I suffer with long-term depression, anxiety. I feel isolate myself a lot because I'm scared in case my depression affects other people. And then I started to think that there's nothing that's going to help me. And it has been really good for me. Because when they put the music on, it doesn't make me want to, whereas if I'm on my own and that, because I live on my own and that, there's no... It's hard for me to do anything. I struggle with everything because the motivation's no there. But we are the people, the music, Ruth. So it all combines and uh, obviously it's helping my mental health. And I think it's one of the best things that I've done this year because I was getting pretty bad again with the depression. I've had it, well, I'm 63 now, so I've had it practically all my life, eh? And it's good because I didn't know, that's another thing, I didn't know this group existed. And then they, they emailed me and they phoned me and that, and, and that as well. I thought, that's nice that somebody's wanting me to come along. And you didn't feel foolish if you make a bit of a mistake, that's okay, do you know what I mean? And the thing is, it's a safe place. I know that if I did take no well, I could go to Ruth and that, and, you know, so, yeah, a safe place. Oh, the mindfulness at the end is really good. 
I sometimes wish that was a bit longer. <laughs> now remember, what do we do with we roll it out? We hold her. There's a massive divide now between people who can reach these kind of activities. You know, your classic kind of yoga classes. Obviously there's gyms and things around here that are quite accessible. But they're quite daunting places for people who are suffering from mental health issues, people who are feeling isolated, people who just don't have the mobility or the money to allow them uh, to get to these places. So what we do is offer something that's free and something that's sustainable as well. One of the things that's really nice is that if, if I'm on holiday, you know, some of the ladies sometimes, you know, will make a point and meet in in the local Morrisons for coffee because they still like the meetup. So I'll make the suggestion to do it, but they'll do it because they see the benefit of that social interaction. And being in the outdoors is just an added bonus that, you know, we just love. That's something that they probably wouldn't do as exercise in the outdoors. So that's the unique thing, is bringing the outdoors. And everybody leaves with smiles on their faces. Okay, so that's us for another week. Well done, have a fabulous weekend everyone. Yes, well done, Ruth. Thank you. You are listening to Keeping Edinburgh, all about the many wellbeing-focused organisations and activities across the capital. They're helping people to have more good days. This episode is all about the positivity that can come from getting active. My name is Gus Harrower. A huge thanks to Ruth Wyatt and to Emily Ronaldson before her, both from the fantastic Edinburgh and Lothian's Green Space Trust. Wherever you're listening to this, you'll find show notes alongside the episode player. That's where you'll find links, details and info for all of the projects and organisations that we're featuring across the Keeping Edinburgh series. Everyone asks me to do this all the time, so I'll be nice and we'll just do it, right? Right? Uh, we'll, go, we'll go two minutes of this, two minutes. Next, we're off to meet the incredible Street Fit Scotland to get a taste of their weekly exercise classes. These are open to anyone, but in particular, they are a safe and supportive space for those who may be homeless or having a tough time. One minute going backwards, one minute going forward, and then we stretch and then done. So three, two, one, and go. My name's William, I'm 29, and I was homeless for approximately about five years. Also, I'd been in and out of prison at some points. Um, I've been coming to Street Fit off and on for about two years now and I find it really great just for motivation and stuff. If you've no, known a routine, it really helps you get in a routine and just, just build up your fitness level. My name's Michelle Riley, I'm the founder and the chief executive of Street Fit Scotland. Hi, my name's Pascal Syme and I am the head coach at Street Fit Scotland. Muay Thai is the national sport of Thailand. It's the art of eight limbs. You can strike with eight different parts of your body. And uh, it's a brilliant way for uh, people to learn self-defense as well as getting a brilliant workout. It's really fun as well. So we've got a variety of individuals that are joining us today. Some people who are affected by homelessness, some people who are affected by substance issues, some people who have you know, issues around mental health. We're a social outlet for people as well. You know, We have community um, food and community lunches after each session. 
ensuring that people are refuelled after the class, but it's also, you know, an opportunity for people to share stories about, you know, some of the situations that they're living in and get strength and advice from each other. You know, it's a lot of peer support um, that happens in our community space. It's not only like the, the fitness side of things, like it's good to meet others. I feel like coming here, for me anyway, it's, it's helped my mental health quite a lot. Um, I've been diagnosed with a borderline personality disorder, so coming here, like I'm not on any medication or anything like that, whereas before I did used to struggle with anxiety and stuff. However, since coming here, it's just it's a part of my life that's no really longer a problem. This fitness class is in a room at Summer Hall. Many of those who attend are living through trauma, coping with addiction, isolation and mental health conditions. You know, if you've been in a dark place and you've experienced homelessness, it can be very isolating. So coming here makes you feel connected. Um, so it's good for your mental health and makes you feel like you're not alone and it just helps you. It strengthens your self-esteem and helps you stay fit as well, which is also good for your, for your mind. After this, we usually get some food and stuff and I think for people that are in like temporary accommodation they may not always have that, that option available to them so to be able to sit around a, a table and share food with others and stuff and not just food but like sharing stories and experiences I think that's, that's really good for people. It's almost like an extended family and I think like I say when you're in temporary accommodation especially it can be really isolating whereas coming here it provides a, a bit of a, a respite for that do you know what I mean? Hello, my name is Jojo, as known as Joseph in Street Fit Scotland. Street Fit Scotland is just, for me, I've lost a lot of weight. Good for your mental health. Everyone is there, everyone's friendly, everyone just talks about things and what you say here stays with us. It's great. And then you just make friends, like, you just make long my friends. Just carry on doing that, you get, but maybe start getting this up here. Just protect your face. I've had a, a, an experience where I've had a young man who was, you know, accessing our service fairly chaotic. I've had the privilege to watch this young man grow and develop and become a staff member now. He's a fantastic role model for other people out there, you know, that's looking to change. Change is, you know, something that comes from yourself. You can't force change on anyone. It's, it's got to come from yourself. And being that this young man's seen that and recognised that in himself, I think he can show to other people that, you know, life can get better. His life's not always, you know, as straightforward as everybody else's. He's still going to have his problems and issues, but he uses exercise and helping others to help him, you know, fulfil his days and, you know, become a really good active citizen in Edinburgh. Everyone here is a role model. Everyone that accesses our service is a champion in their own right. You know, we know that the people that access us struggle to even get, you know, out of their bed in the morning. But the fact that they manage to get here and they give it everything, down to the coaching, down to the fact that, you know, they know that they're in a safe space, that they're not going to be judged. There's no stigma here. There is no judgment. We don't dip in and dig into people's past. We just say, how are you today? Let's see if we can make you feel better. All our sessions are engineered to make people feel good about themselves. Brilliant, man. Love this job. Best job in Edinburgh. Huge thanks to Street Fit Scotland founder Michelle Riley and everyone who spoke to us in that session. You can find Street Fit Scotland online. As always, there's a link in the show notes alongside the player for this episode.
And then I'll start taking requests. For our final destination this time, we're heading to Leith. And I'm asking, are you dancing? It's a bit hard to try and belly dance today. Let's see if we can give it a go. This is Studio 2 at Leith Victoria Gym and Swimming Baths. This freestyle dance class is put on by Edinburgh Leisure specifically for young adults with learning disabilities and those who care for them. It's called Danceability. Hi, my name's Roz Collins and I'm a Danceability teacher. I'm kind of just like a glorified DJ. And everyone has their list of songs and we have a huge big party and everybody moves how they want to move. There's no judgment. Everyone's totally free here. I want everyone to kind of mix. And I think it's important the carers mix too and kind of get involved and all that kind of stuff, you know? A lot of the carers come to me afterwards saying how much fun they've had too. If you're stressed, you've got worries, anything like that, you come into the space, the music comes on, everything else kind of disappears, and for that hour, it's just you. I like uh, I, uh, lots of people and lots of, like, it's like a little disco in the morning time. So danceability is a dance class. We know that doing physical activity can make us feel better. We know that it can prevent a wide range of health conditions. And we know that it's fun. This is Sarah Kemp. Equality's Community Development Officer for Edinburgh Leisure. And it also gives people an opportunity to get out and meet other people, to make friends. But what it also helps with, we found in danceability, is people's confidence. Like one week we had um, a boy band week, we had to find your think of your favourite boy band, we did our boy, boy, boy band week. And the week before last, last week was lots of ABBA fault. How many ABBA songs did we do? That's big in danceability, isn't it? It's like a mainstay. Angela's been attending danceability for a few years now. She started coming just at the end of the COVID lockdown and she loves it. These days, she's also helping to run some of the sessions. But I mean, the other great thing you do in danceability is you're a volunteer. Yeah. You know, you welcome people. If I need to go off and do something, you're about making sure everybody's all cohesive. We had the lady last week in the walker and you went up and sat next to her and showed her how to dance in the chair so she wasn't missing out. So you really become quite a vital part of danceability. You're kind of my right hand woman. Yeah, well maybe because you um, um, you had to teach a, a, yeah. a Zumba class and I had to take over. Is that how she decided it would be a good uh, volunteer idea? That's it! Danceability makes me feel really proud, first of all. Edinburgh Leisure, trying to make a difference and trying to include everybody. Edinburgh Leisure is for everybody and we make an effort to include everybody who comes through our doors. It makes me feel proud of Roz, who's our instructor, who is just this wonderful ball of energy. But also it makes me feel proud of all the people who are in the room because they come in, they take the initiative, they take the lead, they dance, they have a good time. And it makes me feel happy to see so many happy people moving to music. I am a dancer. I know how good dancing makes me feel. So if we can pass that on to people in the room, that is wonderful. He was a Glastonbury and he was amazing. I just want to tell you how we Gotta make you understand. So there is a lot of data out there that says that people with learning disabilities and physical disabilities were among the most affected by services closing 
and not restarting after COVID. They also experienced the most social isolation during COVID. If you think about lockdown, a lot of the people who come to our danceability class, they rely on support workers to go out, to meet other people, to have fun in social situations. And all of that was taken away. And a lot of these services haven't restarted again after COVID and that's due to funding for some of them. But at the beginning, it was also due to restriction on space. But now we have managed to restart danceability and people have been able to come back after this period of potentially quite long isolation where there were none of their services running and they're able to come back to this service which is really about getting people out to socialise and have a good time again. And it's been really important, I think, for people dealing with how they felt during lockdown and that sense of isolation and not everybody who comes to danceability will have understood or been able to process the reason why they couldn't go out and go to all the clubs and activities that they used to do. So now that they're able to come back, they can see people again, it just helps loads with getting people out and having a good time. This is just a space for people to be free and to be them and I think that's the most important thing to kind of get across, you know, because a lot of people feel intimidated by dance and they kind of worry when they come in that people are going to judge them, people are think they're going to move the right way or whatever, and uh, that's really not the case in any of my classes. As long as you're in and moving, however that is to you, makes no difference to me. Uh, friendship, um, learning new music, new songs, having like comedy songs, having fun songs, having having happy songs, having uh, songs that are for Halloween or for Christmas or for Valentine's Day. We need like more, more classes like this because it'll help like people with uh, you don't need to you don't need to be anything it can be anything to be a dancer about to dance. Exactly. You can just show you yourself. Yes. No judgment. No, no judgment. If you only know Edinburgh Leisure as a provider of gyms and swimming pools, or maybe the outdoor sports facilities at Megatland, then you might not realise that they also run a number of initiatives helping those with different physical or mental needs to keep active. Edinburgh Leisure have a project called Fit and Active, and that is funded by the Edinburgh Health and Social Care Partnership, and that is specifically for adults with learning disabilities. So if anyone wants to sign up for that, they can get in touch with us via our website. The Fit and Active project gives people free access to Edinburgh Leisure activities, so gym, swim and fitness classes, including the danceability class, for one year. They can sign up for free, there is no requirement of proof of benefits or anything like that. Any adult with a learning disability, particularly somebody who has been inactive and wants to get active, the Fit and Active project is for them. We have a range of classes, we have danceability, we have seated cardio and strength classes as well, running at Leith Victoria and Meadowbank, and they can also access the gym and they can go swimming with that as well. The funding from Edinburgh Health and Social Care Partnership is around supporting people to have more good days. And for this, 
physical activity as part of supporting people to have more good days. This is specifically for the learning disability community in Edinburgh because we know that again that they were um, negatively impacted uh, after COVID. So learning disabilities and we take referrals from the people themselves, you can self-refer, we take referrals from social workers, we take referrals from learning disability nurses, from the local area coordination team, anybody who is supporting anybody who is a person with a learning disability or who is working with them and their family can refer. We have reached the end of another Keeping Edinburgh. Thanks so much to Edinburgh Leisure, Streetfit Scotland and the Edinburgh and Lothian Screen Space Trust for letting us join in on their various activities. Links and contact details for all three organisations are in the show notes for this episode. Thanks also to you for listening and for sticking with us right to the end. It really means a lot. If you've enjoyed listening to our series so far, drop us a note and share your feedback as well as what you may like to hear more about. You too can take that first step and get involved in activities like those you have heard today. You can find links to directories of what's going on across Edinburgh in our show notes online. Please also subscribe to the Keeping Edinburgh podcast so it arrives automatically into your feed. And share it with people too. We really want to reach as many folk in Edinburgh and the Lodians as possible. So tell your friends and family to search for Keeping Edinburgh on Apple, Spotify or wherever they get their podcasts. Keeping Edinburgh is hosted by me, Gus Harrower. I also compose the music. The series is a bespoken media production for the Edinburgh Health and Social Care Partnership. Production on this episode is by Dave Howard, Patrick Wallace and Cleo Comerford. Sound design is by Joel Cox. The concept was designed by Dr Linda Irvin Fitzpatrick. Cleo Comerford and partners from Evoc, Bespoken Media and NHS Scotland. <laughs>